0: In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management
1: of Tokenet Radio, Tokenet
0: Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc.
1: What if? What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset, part of the Her Insight Network on TogiNet. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka.
2: Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset, everybody. This is where you, too, can embrace the mindset that anything is possible. I'm your host, Marla Tabaca, and we're here with a very special guest today who truly exemplifies the Million Dollar Mindset philosophy. As a child, John Giordano's life was far from typical. At family gatherings, his father and uncle would often be engrossed in deep conversations regarding... Drug deals and extortion. When he was only five years old, the FBI went rifling through his home searching for the heroin that his dad was selling. My goodness. At nine, John's dad went to, well, on an extended business trip, in other words, to jail. And today, after that kind of childhood and much more in between, which we're going to talk a little bit about today, John is the author of. Proven Holistic Treatment for Addiction and Chronic Relapse, where he brings a new level of understanding to addictions and a unique treatment philosophy combining traditional medicine with a holistic approach, very unique in in this country. He's the founder and now executive director of the G&G Holistic Addiction Treatment Center, which is a 62-bed facility um, in North Miami Beach. And he's also the recipient of a number of very distinguished awards, including the Martin Luther King Award and the Homeless Humanitarian Award. Wow, what a journey, John Giordano. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Woo! Amazing story, John. My goodness. And that as I said at the top of my introduction, this truly just does exemplify. The, the anything is possible, million-dollar mindset, if you can come from that to where you are today, tell us a little more about that path. Well,
0: you know, um, one of the things was I already went to the ninth grade, so mm-hmm. I always felt very insecure about my education, but I didn't care because I was making money. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people use various things as excuses not to be successful, and I was molested when I was uh, eight and a half. Oh. Uh, I carried that around with me. Uh, it was a, a nightmare and a blessing growing up. So, yeah. you know, I became a, a karate. I was in gangs when I was a kid. Uh, I also, what happened was I got into karate and became a national karate champion and a Black Belt Hall of Fame and all this other kind of stuff. But I always carried that low self-esteem with me. Mm-hmm. And it was never enough. I, I never... You know, if I won a tournament, it was because, uh, maybe because uh, they liked me, or maybe because the competition wasn't that good, or yeah. you know, whatever. And these are the messages that I was telling myself. In spite of all that I was teaching and learning, I really, my insides didn't match my outsides.
2: Mm. Yeah, I, I hear that a lot um, from my coaching clients, and, and some of us call that the imposter syndrome. You know, you achieve amazing, amazing things, and yet you you feel that you don't do it on your own merits, and what if everybody else found out? <laughs> That's that right. Were, yeah. So how long did you carry that with you, that belief
0: system? Well, you know, I carried that with me for a while. I didn't do drugs and alcohol till I was about 19, 20 years old. Wow. And... um You know, I was competing. I was doing all that stuff. But, you know, at that inside, it's an inside job. So what happened was I got curious, and I started doing drugs and alcohol. And to cut the story really short, um, I wound up using, I wound up abusing people, places, and things. Um, I wound up making a lot of money selling drugs, uh, collecting money for the smugglers. I became what I despised. I became my father and you know my father was a great man he really helped me a lot with a lot of different things but he also had his issues let's put it that way and uh his issue was he didn't make enough money so he wanted to make money selling drugs and you know made a lot of money and so that's what i did i started making a lot of money and i was all about the outside stuff not the inside stuff Mm -hmm. and uh what wound up happening was my family wound up doing an intervention on me and uh It was really funny. My family's doing an intervention on me, and I'm wondering who's doing an intervention on them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So So did that work for
0: you, then? Well, I'll put it to you this way. (laughs) I I went into treatment to get everybody off my back. I went into treatment so they leave me alone, and I figured, well, look, here's my, my brother's dealing coke. My friend that helped me is snorting it, okay? The only person that didn't do anything was my mother. You know, and uh, uh-huh. my mother says, the only reason I went into treatment was that my mother said, I'll never talk to you again. Oh, so I man. said, you know what? Maybe I have a problem. So I'll go in. I'll take a rest. And uh, anyway, I went into treatment. So now, you know I was making about $15,000 a week selling Ooh. drugs and uh, collecting for the smugglers. So <laughs> what wound up happening was, here I am. I'm in treatment. And uh, I was resistant. I was angry. I was nasty. I didn't know if I wanted to get clean, if I could get clean, if it's possible. Um, you know, what am I going to do now? And all this kind of stuff that goes on when you go to treatment. And I kind of have like a spiritual awakening. I used to curse at God. And I'm a, I call myself a recovering Catholic. And uh,
2: <laughs> Do you include that journey in your program too, John? Uh, recovering
0: Catholic, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But when I tell you the rest of the story, it gets kind of comical. Um, Anyway, let me shut my phone off, which always helps. Okay, thank you. So what winds up happening was that uh, I went to treatment, and two weeks into treatment, I had what I call a spiritual awakening. Uh, I remember I wanted to go home for Christmas Eve with my kids and. They said to me, you oh, know, you can't go home. I got real angry, and all this kind of stuff happened. And when I got angry, I got not only angry, I get like, super angry, where this didn't go away. And uh, I would get rageful, not even angry. And they would punch the wall or go inside do all this kind of stuff. Anyway, to, to cut the story a little shorter, I wound up getting on my knees to pray for the first time. I heard my counselor say, get on your knees to pray practice humility. I said, what do you mean God doesn't listen to me? What about if I pray in the closet? Will you listen to me? (laughs) So anyway, I wind up getting on my knees. I had a hard time. I couldn't get my knees down. I may sound a little silly to some people, but I had a hard time getting my knees down. And I finally pushed them down and I started to pray for the first time for God's will, not mine. And my anger went away like it never was there. I was real sick, so I tried to get it back. I couldn't get the anger back. And that's how I started my journey with recovery. And I always wanted to have a treatment center and everybody would tell me, John, just don't drink, don't drug and go to meetings. Well, I wasn't making any money anymore. Um, I wound up getting divorced. I was living in a hotel room that a friend of mine gave because he owned a hotel. I was living in a one room with a hotel with a bicycle and he gave me a job and I was making $250 a week. Well, you want to talk about a culture a culture shock, that's what I went in. I said, my life is over. I can't hang out with my friends anymore because they use drugs. Uh, I'm not going to be able to sell drugs or collect money. So what am I doing? I got to work a regular job. and I got all this crazy stuff going on in my head. And um, I was there for about know, about six months, and then I got an idea to open up a treatment center. And I lied. I told my friend that owned the hotel that I had this famous doctor that would open up a treatment center with me, With me, who was my doctor at the time. I never spoke to the doctor. So he says, look, how much do you need? Now, what do I know about a treatment center? I don't know. It's a quarter of a million dollars. He says, well, you got it. Okay, you got the doctor. I'll give you the money. I said, oh, okay. So I went over to the doctor, and I knocked on the door, and I says, come on in, John. And I says, listen, Jules, if uh, I got a quarter of a million dollars, would you like to open up your own treatment center? So he started to laugh. He said, you know, John, I was just thinking about that. He was a comedian. You know, he always, he always had something to say like that. And we opened up our first treatment center. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm- that's okay. the easy part. What happened was is that here I am. I only went to the ninth grade. I didn't even have a GED. And I'm opening up a treatment center, hiring doctors and everything like that. But what I wound up happening was that I went into business with the wrong people. To cut the story short, uh, I wound up getting beat out of the business. Uh, they didn't give me my percentage, but I stayed with it in spite of all that. Okay? Uh, they gave me a job. I was so angry. You know, all I wanted to do was get my black belts to beat them up, I'll be honest with you. But I didn't want to go back to that lifestyle. <laughs> so what I did was I stuck it out, got my GED. I went and I got my... Um, my, uh, my CAP, all my, all my credentials, I went to college. And as uh, soon as that took me six years, and let me tell you, top six years, mm-hmm. swallowing my pride and just doing one step at a time, building a reputation. Then I quit, and uh, I had a guy, I raised another quarter of a million dollars to a, another friend of mine, and uh, I wind up opening up another two percent. It happened to me again, to cut the story short. So here I am, the guy gave me $80,000 $80, to get out. I got out because I wasn't a good businessman as far as reading contracts and things like that. So I suggest that anybody that does anything, make sure you have darn good lawyers. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, to be tenacious at what you do and Never give up. So here I am. I was working for a homeless shelter. I was a program director. And... Um, my wife at the time said, why don't you open up an outpatient program? And I says, no way. Well, I, I spent every dollar I had. So I didn't have any money. I was living from paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. I had only $300 in the bank, and the rent was 300 Well, I decided, okay, I'll open it up. And that was 14 years ago. And I only started with $300. Nobody else's money. I didn't want anybody's money.
2: Wow.
0: Uh, I was very blessed to, I knew that I had weaknesses. I worked in therapy a lot about my weaknesses. So I knew I had to get somebody to help me with the business part. I knew that I had somebody to help me with the marketing part. And I got two wonderful partners.
2: Wow. Well, John, we're going to keep our audience in suspense for a few minutes because we're heading into a break now, and I okay. can't wait to get back and hear the rest of this amazing story. Okay. Thank you. you
1: It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbury. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to The Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's The Million Dollar Mindset, part of the Her Insight Network on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka.
2: And here we are, folks, with a wonderful guest today, John Giordano. Uh, He is the author of Proven Holistic Treatment for Addiction and Chronic Relapse and the founder and executive director of the G&G Holistic Addiction Treatment Center in North Miami. John, going into break, before we continue your story, I have a question, if that's okay with you. Sure. Uh, you, you opened businesses twice with a quarter of a million dollars each time of somebody else's money, and then you go in with your last three hundred dollars. You don't pay the rent. You choose to to open a business and and, and or use that three hundred for rent, and and that business is the one that makes it. What's you know? What do you think about that? I mean, how? Why was that?
0: I guess you gotta keep on doing it till you get it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
2: guess so. And the third time you know, of
0: charm. It's like relationships. You gotta be careful who you go to bed with. Uh. You might not get what you what you expect.
2: No, I think you bring up a a really valid point. It is it is the relationships. I mean, those other people were dishonest people, and if you had gone deeper into those relationships, you wouldn't be where you are today. So it is about the energy in the relationships. But it's not
0: only them; it's me. I I had to work on me. I had to correct me. I had to find out where I began and where I ended. You know, Mm -hmm. it's easy to blame them, but I chose them.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I got to
0: own my stuff, and that's what I learned going into doing recovery that I had to shore up my weaknesses, shore up, you know, and and, and follow my strengths and go from there. Now, let me tell you something. It wasn't easy for those years. We had, I had people chasing us for money. I wouldn't even, I didn't even want to answer the phone. You know how the creditors are. They're all over you. We were just trying to keep ourselves above board. It was myself and uh, and, uh, we had a girl that worked part-time and my, my partner. And, you know, we, we didn't have any money. We started off, we started off under capital, underfunded. Uh, it was very, very difficult. And, uh, you know, we were getting clients in, but thank God my partner, Jerry, came on board because he collected the money. Because me, I would take the money, put it in my pocket, and never write it down. Uh, that wasn't very good. No. So uh, what wound up happening was that my partner's son, Gerald, Uh, the the tech business went out, went under, and he knew about computers and things like that, and he came down, and uh, he started us with the Internet and had a market and things like that, and um, we went from this little 765-square-foot place. We got a place across the street was 2,000 square feet. Uh, We didn't have any money to buy it, by the way. What we did was uh, I I asked, my partner said to me, John, the place is not for sale. I said, everything's for sale. So I went over there and I asked them, I offered them 25000 more than the place was worth. They agreed, but they also agreed to take on the second mortgage where we didn't have to put a down payment. Wow! So we got that, and then we paid it off. We went to making $150,000 off the place when we sold it. Uh, we started to go along, and then my partner, Gerald, helped us with the marketing, and we went from two employees, we now have 123 employees, seven buildings, a 62-bed facing facility, plus we do, we're known all over the world now for the type of work we do because, you see, my son almost died from this. I almost died from this. And what I watched was that the recovery rates were very low. And the reason was we called it a medical model, but nobody was looking medically at the clients. They were looking at them psychologically only. People have thyroid problems, causes uh, anxiety, depression. People have closed-head injuries, cause behavioral problems. Uh, people have leaky gut syndrome, which means you don't absorb nutrients properly. And on and on and on. So I hooked up and I started, and we have my own institute. I have scientists from all over the world that work with this, um, that I gathered up. And uh, we have an online course, it's called NIFUS for people teaching them about holistic methodologies that are science-based, not just somebody that says this works. Uh, one of the scientists is Dr. Ken Blum, if uh, your listeners want to look him up. He's a geneticist that found the addiction gene. We have uh, uh, Mark Gold, who works with us. He's uh, the head of the Big Mike Brain Institute. Uh, Steven Schoenthaler, who's up with the Nobel Laureate. I can go on and on and on and on.
2: So if our listeners want to learn more about this, this research, uh, is there a place on your website or elsewhere that they can really take it all in?
0: Yes, they can go to our website, and they can also go to our online school, which we give CEUs and all this kind of stuff, and it's called www.nifhas.com. Or they can call uh, 786-279-0840. Uh, we do a lot of stuff. We're here to help human beings find their full potential.
2: Wow. Wow. Okay. So, John, tell us a little bit about what you mean by the term holistic.
0: That's a good question, because you know what's very interesting, Marla? Everybody has a different take on that. And if yeah. you look at a dictionary, it means holism to treat the whole person. To mm-hmm. so look at people mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, not just one side. You know, people, are, are their spirituality, they have a deficit there. They have a deficit <laughs> in every part of their being, their soul, mm-hmm. everything. So we do everything here. We have a faith-based track. That helps with spirituality, uh, which was interesting. Remember when I told you earlier that I used to curse God and I used to recover in Catholic? Well, mm-hmm. I became a chaplain, and I'm a chaplain for the North Miami Police Department. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't think that, that's a turnaround, <laughs> Yeah, it's quite I'll comical so. in a sense. Wow. But um, I found a God in my understanding. And we, we do some unique sciences here. We do hyperbaric medicine. That is oxygen under pressure. That's what they used to use but they still use for uh, people that go down for the bends, Mm -hmm. And they use it for wound healing, but we also found out through science, through SPEC scans and fMRIs and QEEGs, these are all brain scans, that it also heals the brain. And anybody who's done drugs and alcohol have damaged their brain, or even if you got knocked out for a second, you can have brain damage, where, of course, there's a behavioral problem. So you might think it's because daddy left you when three, That may be part of it, but also that your brain is damaged.
2: How fascinating.
0: So we do that that amino acid therapy that we do, which helps to rebuild the chemical balances in the brain, the dopamine in the brain. Uh That's the feel-good drug that we all have. Yeah, right. And that's what addicts and alcoholics seek.
2: So it helps to actually repair those receptors and the the, uh, the, the dopamine-making process in the brain that's lacking?
0: Yes, and we're finding more and more evidence. It's still going, but we're finding out people are doing better, uh, we have higher uh, success rates. Uh, it's amazing when you see the transformation because amino acids are the building blocks for neurotransmitters, but not any amino acids. They have to be put together synergistically. In other words, they have to be in the right proportions. One can't be fighting against another. And you have to, now, Kenneth Blum, who coined the phrase reward deficiency syndrome. See, what what addictionologists do, they put everything in the categories. You're an alcoholic, you're a drug addict, you're a gambling addict, you're a sex addict. But actually, what it boils down to, if you want to get the core of it, it's the reward deficiency syndrome where you're trying to make dopamine and you don't have enough receptacides because you have the gene which is called the ALE1 gene, which is the addiction gene that Dr. Blum has founded and is world-recognized for. So what we're doing is putting all these sciences together and looking at treatment holistically. They go to meetings, there's 12-step meetings, you know, to build up that social, because we keep reminding them that they're addicts to go into like a think tank and see how other people were successful in their life. Uh, we do the nutrition part to help them rebuild their their whole uh, ecology of their body. Exercise, yoga, uh, meditation, mindfulness. We do uh, the hyperbaric chamber. We do massage. We do acupuncture, uh, and on and on and on. We do vocational educational systems. We do job placement. We do a whole approach. Spirituality counseling, non-denominational to addiction
2: and mental health. Wow, I, o- I almost want to come there just for, for the retreat aspect of it. Maybe you could branch in from from addiction treatment to retreats, John, because this sounds amazing.
0: Well, if you look at lifestyles, I even do when I talk to therapists, when I lecture all over there, we're having a conference on April 28th to the 30th. It's the biggest conference ever that we're putting together with three different organizations, one here, one in the Midwest, and one in California. It's where science meets recovery, where all these scientists, all these authors are going to be on the one roof at the Palms Hotel in Las Vegas. Wow. It's going to be the most incredible journey. We got over 36 speakers. We have 80 boots sold. That means people from all over the country are coming, uh, over 1,000 people coming there. Uh, I mean, it's going to be pretty wild. and It's going to be exponential. So, you're going to get a chance yeah. to go into a hyperbaric chamber, get some acupuncture, get a massage, listen to all the lectures.
2: Oh. And this, tell, repeat the dates and the name of that conference.
0: It's April 28th, okay. and it's at the Palms Hotel.
2: Okay, in Las Vegas.
0: In Las Vegas. And wow. it's a—it's uh, pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, we got are people going, from are everywhere. Are you going to be speaking? Yes, I'm, uh, matter of fact, I'm the. the uh, Uh, The keynote speaker at the conference. I open up the whole conference.
2: Oh, you're and and I can tell you're just amazing at that because this information is so riveting. It's uh, you know it's so unique. You're a pioneer, definitely, in this arena because you know you just don't hear of this kind of approach taking place in most centers.
0: You know what's amazing? We, as, as therapists, we say to the clients, you know the definition of insanity, right, Marla? Doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results? What the heck are we doing? And then, you know what's very interesting? When I lecture to the therapists and the doctors and all of these people, and I say to them, you know, they say, well, you know, vitamins and amino acids, it's not regulatory. If you eat right, uh, that's all you need to do. So I say one thing to them. I said, tell you what, look around the room and tell me who eats right. And inevitably, everybody starts laughing.
2: Yeah, exactly. We're going to go into a break in a couple seconds, and I want to come back and talk a little bit more about that because you're right. Nutrition is very important, but how many people can actually stay to a solid diet, even if it means um, healing something like an addiction. So here we go into the break, and we'll be with you in a few seconds.
0: All
1: Join Learning and Laughter with Louise every Wednesday at 9 Eastern, 8 AM Central on TogiNet to discuss fun, fascinating, and educational topics. Each week, Louise will be talking with a variety of guests, ranging from authors, educators, parents, filmmakers, athletes, and entrepreneurs, just to name a few. You know, when it comes to learning, the sky is the limit. And so will the topics that are covered here on Learning and Laughter with Louise. Louise Adler is a school psychologist who has worked within the fields of special education and bilingual education. She also owns a successful company, Signing Families that creates DVDs and special workshops to teach sign language and instructional products for people of all ages and needs. With new DVDs coming out soon, check our website for more information at signingfamilies.com. From time to time, Louise will be joined by her daughter, Natasha Sattler, who will give a college-age perspective to the show. Support so that morning cup of coffee and join us here on Toginet every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. You never know who will show up for Learning and Laughter with Louise on Toginet.com. Let's chat it up with Bloom Talk with Barb Scala on Toginet, Thursday afternoons at 3 Eastern, 2 Central, and find out how women are growing, blossoming, and blooming in their friendships and careers, health, and so much more. It's Bloom Talk with Barb Scala. Check out our website, bloomwithbarb.com. Whether you want to transplant your life or just do a little pruning, Bloom Talk will inspire you to cultivate the lifestyle you want to live. Join lifestyle coach and co-author of Sanity Savers, Barb Scala, each week on Bloom Talk and sprout your dreams. Grow your life.
2: I hear a lot from women. I want meaning in my life. I want a fulfilling life. I want to do something that's exciting. and I can control my life instead of my life controlling me. I can tell the world this is who I am and, and this is what I'm all about.
1: Barb will introduce you to dynamic guests and real women who are redesigning, rebuilding. Building and reinventing their own lives. And Bloomstorm how you can dream, create, and grow the lifestyle you want to live. It's Bloom Talk with Barb Scala, Thursday afternoons at 3 Eastern 2 Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude. And Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka.
2: And we're here today with John Giordano and his amazing journey. And um, John, you know, you just came from such a, a, a terrible childhood in many ways. And as you said, it was a, a blessing and, and traumatic as well. But um, you've taken that to such an amazing place where you're helping what, thousands of people? Maybe millions. I mean, you've got a book now and, and you're on a speaking tour and uh, this is just incredible. I, I want to thank you on behalf of uh, everybody out there who has a loved one or they themselves need help in this arena because you are really on the forefront of a new horizon here and um, developing a pretty amazing place. So thank you for that. Thank you. hmm so, John, we were talking about nutrition and how, you know, it's it's really hard for anybody to, like you said, show me one person in the room who, who, who can eat healthy. And, and that kind of brings me to the question of, you know, how long do people stay in your center and how how do they maintain the healthy lifestyle and emotional attitude necessary to stay clean?
0: Well, we have a unique program, as you know, but we make them even more unique for when they leave. First of all, we do organic and natural foods. We teach them a proper diet. We don't force them to eat it, but we we have that for them. They get three good meals a day. Uh, we take them to the store, and if they buy other stuff that's on them, they, I'm not going to be the food police. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to teach them a lifestyle that's worth living. And if they don't want to eat that way, I mean, they eat the meals, but then they eat their mm-hmm. other stuff. And eventually, you watch them change. They stop buying it. Because I learned one thing with addicts and alcohol. With people in general, if you try to push it on somebody, they go the other way. Mm-hmm. So you got to encourage them to come on to that. Now, we talk about nutrition and food. you got to be real careful what you eat today because most of our food, we're eating chemicals. And the food that's growing, a lot of times the farmers don't you know change the soil, I mean, change the, the products, mm-hmm. the food stuff that they're growing, and they deplete the soil. Then they have chemicals all over the food i mean it gets to be like wild look what our children what's going on with obesity and our, right. our whole society that's because of all the chemicals i go to europe when i go to europe and i'm, I'm eating pizzas and i'm eating spaghettis and i mean i don't get any weight now how the yeah. heck could that be wow. why because i'm not eating processed foods the vegetables okay. grow on the vine so it's a whole different book. And we got a meat that's irradiated. We got uh, our chickens and all that stuff that shot up with all kinds of stuff. You know, you gotta. You know, it's more expensive, but you gotta get, you know, organic, or you gotta have like free range chickens if you want to eat. It's very difficult to keep this lifestyle. So you just gotta do the best you can. None of us are gonna do this perfect, but you do need the amino acids and the multivitamins and the proper combinations.
2: So so where does one obtain amino acids? What do we find uh, okay. amino acids in?
0: That's a good question. I don't want to feel like I'm trying to sell the public. And I, Listen, we no, spent 15 no. years developing this with scientists. We know it works. Mm-hmm. We watch it in our clients. We get letters up to Kazoo about this stuff. And we're changing the most, diff- most difficult thing is addicts and alcoholics. But you don't right. have to be an addict and alcoholic to do this. Now, there's Julia Ross... Who's wrote a book on the mood cure? She has vitamins and amino acids. Uh, there's us. Uh, you know, she, as a matter of fact, Julie is one of our lecturers. Uh, if you go to NIFIS, you'll find out all these things. Okay. You know. And
2: repeat that website for us again, will you? Okay,
0: yes. Yeah. NIFIS is www.nifhas.com. At the National Institute for Holistic Addiction Studies.
2: Okay, good.
0: And the conference, if I may, if you go to www.foundationsevents.com, you'll find out all about the conference on April 28th through the 30th at the Palms Hotel in Vegas. It's telling you it's going to be incredible. Wow. It's the first time where science truly meets recovery, and not just from drugs and alcohol, but from life. Mm.
2: And you are the keynote speaker. One of them. Uh, There's about of six them. of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, tell us a little bit about your book. Who, who is this book for? Who has to read this book?
0: It was geared for addicts and alcoholics, but what I'm finding out from everybody, it's uh, everybody. What I've done was I interviewed people that were successful, what I call successful in recovery. And recovery means not only quitting drugs and alcohol, but living a quality of life. Because that's what we're all striving to do anyway. Regardless if you do drugs, alcohol, sex addiction, gambling, uh, workaholic, whatever, just a regular person running around, whoever the regular people are, I don't know, but running around doing what life does. Um, And what I did was I, I wanted to interview what success was. So I interviewed about 200 people, and I found so many similarities and then I interviewed people that weren't as successful. They kept on either relapsing or their quality of life went down. And I found another important thing is is that all of them had similar components also. So I put it in a book and made it very simple, little short paragraphs, nothing elaborate, um, so people could read. It's just a go-to book that you can go back and forth to and and looking at uh, what vitamins do and a massage and how to meditate and, and food and uh, what about meetings and uh the, the, the excuses people use why they don't do the work you know, the things that help them uh, the reasons why they do do it uh, and things like that
2: you're making it sound very simple but what a lot of research was put into that absolutely yeah
0: but you know what's interesting if you watch a dancer dance it looks so simple. So you have to get out there to dance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're not going to find me on Dancing with the Stars. That's for sure. <laughs> Very cute. So, so then your book is for anybody with any type of an addiction or their loved ones, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you said earlier in our conversation, John, that or, or maybe I read it in in your author's bio or something that um, traditional kinds of interventions weren't helping people, and that's one of the reason that you you founded the center. Um, but how does somebody get a loved one? I mean, I know we can't control other people, but speaking, you know, how can we help people out there who are listening, who have someone they are concerned about, to find your center?
0: Well, what we do is we do uh, interventions. And we we help people and we send a counselor out there and uh, we get the family members together and show them how to do a proper intervention. No one should do this on their own because usually you get one shot at this. Uh, And that's what we do. And I can give you the, the number to call which sure. is 1-800-559-9503. That's 1-800-559-9503. And um, we'll help you. Or oh, you can look at uh, holisticdrugrehab.com. That's holisticdrugrehab.com.
2: Now, is that your uh, G and G holistic?
0: Yes, that's the G and G holistic addiction treatment program.
2: Okay, very good. So that's how our our listeners would find you and your wonderful staff. So, okay, so so somebody, okay, so now we're successful in getting our loved one into your center. Um, What are some of the first things that they're going to experience there?
0: Well, first we're going to experience is uh, they're going to we're going to do an intake on them. When we do a thorough intake, we don't just look at the psychological piece. We do blood work. We check their thyroid. Uh, we check to see if their adrenals are all right. We check to see if they're going to be closed-head injuries like if they've been knocked out or ever OD'd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we formulate what is known as a treatment plan. We do a psychological on them. A psychosocial is called. We see a history on them. They get a psychiatric evaluation. Uh, mm-hmm. Then they get a nutritional uh, um, evaluation. Then the medical department, you know, does a complete medical workup on them, so we see if there's anything else going on with them. Very important is to do a thorough intake. Most places, uh, they only do a psychosocial or they may do a little blood work, and that's it. They're not looking at what I call causation. What's the underlying cause for all this that may be the underlying cause? Like we went over earlier, a closed head injury. Uh, uh, a thyroid problem, hyperglycemia, candida albicans, which is a bacteria in the blood that can cause depression, anxiety. And one thing that we do here is we do hair analysis and nutrient analysis looking for heavy metal toxicity and Uh we're finding 50% of the clients have mercury poisoning.
2: Oh my goodness.
0: Absolutely, and lead Uh, poisoning.
2: Where do we get mercury poisoning from?
0: Real simple stuff. First of all, if you look in your mouth and you have silver, te- uh, silver fillings, you're yep. leaching mercury into your body. Oh,
2: Even gosh. after it have those...
0: been there for 25 years.
2: Yeah, get those silver fillings out of your mouth. And folks. also,
0: unfortunately, our fish industry is not very well closely monitored. You got, we're finding levels of mercury in tuna fish, swordfish, and the likes. Mm. Heavy, heavy medicals. Um, um, meadows, in, in all those fish. And we know it's true because we're testing and we're seeing it.
2: Yeah. So if we're buying, um, you know, fish from a, a good fish market or a Whole Foods kinds of, kind of place, are we less likely to see high levels of mercury in it?
0: If it's tuna fish, I would stay away from tuna fish, and I would oh, stay okay. away from swordfish. swordfish. comes from the same swordfish. ocean. I don't care if they want to call it uh, organic or whatever they want to call it. Okay. The ocean is the ocean. Unless they're growing them. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so fifty percent of these people who who the, the people that's who documented,
0: you... that's documented, Pardon? that's documented. On we have on staff a certified clinical researcher that's oh. here five days a week. We do research in everything that we do. We do a pre and post questionnaires to everything we do. You know, you ever heard of Manhattan Syndrome, Mala? No. Uh Okay. Manhattan syndrome is really mercury poisoning. What had happened was a hundred years ago, there was a hat company that hired thousands of people, and they were having people committing suicide, a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. They knew something was wrong, so they hired an outside firm, came in, and they found that in the process of making hats, they were using mercury. Mercury poisoning mimics, not mimics, actually does. People have suicidal ideation. They have anxiety and depression. So let's give them Zoloft or Prozac. That's not going to help with uh, metal toxicity.
2: No, it's not. We're going to go into another break, John, and we'll come back just in a few minutes. Thank you.
1: Another Way of Living with Susan Dobson is on Toginet Wednesday evenings at 8, 7 central.
2: Hi, I'm Susan Dobson, host of the new talk show, Another Way of Living. On Another Way of Living, we talk about what I call the unspeakable. When I was growing up, if there was a problem, a pink elephant in the living room, everybody walked around it, nobody talked about it. Sound familiar? Tune in and listen to my guests and callers talk about their solutions to problems just like yours.
1: If you are ready and really want Another Way of Living, then this is your show. Wednesday evening at 8, 7 Central with Susan Dobson.
2: On Another Way of Living, we talk about life, its problems, its challenges, and above all, its solutions.
1: Another Way of Living educates and informs. It makes you laugh, it makes you cry. Plus, the live format lends itself to surprising and heartfelt revelations from Susan and her guests. You'll be surprised by what's shared, what's learned, and what could change. Join us for Another Way of Living with Susan Dobson. Wednesday evenings at 8, 7 Central on Toginet.com. was born shortly after her fourth child a boy jerome now she's really got tons of topics to share with you this is laugh out loud funny and we're not kidding what's a loud nebraska girl who lived in little rock for many years and now is up in the northeast doing chronicling her opinions on everything the wheels aren't off yet but it's close it's the not so soccer bomb With Jill Hickey, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset, part of the Her Insight Network on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka.
2: Welcome back. We're here today with John Giordano, author of Proven Holistic Treatment for Addiction and Chronic Relapse. And I'm your host, Marla Tabaka. John, as we're going into break, we hit on such a fascinating topic. That's mercury poisoning, Mad Hatter Syndrome, I think you called it in your wonderful little story. Tell us, you said that 50% of the people coming into your treatment center have mercury poisoning. What percent of of those people do? Do you feel that the mercury poisoning is a significant cause for their addiction?
0: Well, you know, it's an interesting question. We don't have that hard science on that part. But what Mm -hmm. we do now, it is affecting uh, their behaviors, and it is affecting depression. We also find lead poisoning. And people say, well, how do you get lead poisoning? Was it from paint?" No. If you happen to live in a house 50 years or older, you might have lead fittings in your Uh water supply. And out of okay. water is running through those lead fillings that's one of the ways you get lead poisoning also if you're doing cocaine okay in okay. the process of uh, distillation they use uh, uh, different pots and different things that transfer the lead right into the chemicals okay so there's a lot. we do know mercury poisoning affects the brain it's period there's no fans buts about that yeah. so how much and how little we don't have that result as yet
2: Okay, but you can treat it at the center.
0: Yes, we also detox them from, uh, from mercury poison, but that takes quite a while. And we have an AFTER program, like I was training earlier. Our AFTER program, we're the only treatment center that I know of in the country that pays for treatment when they leave treatment. And what I mean by that is when they leave our treatment center, anywhere in the world, we will get them a therapist before they leave, Make an appointment for them, and they will go to a therapist for a month, once a week for a month, individual therapy, and we will pay for it to make sure they get grounded. We also have a detox program, a nutraceutical program that we have as an after program for them. They continue their nutraceuticals all along with support where they'll call them up every week, make sure they're taking their vitamins, making sure they're doing what they're supposed to do. And then we have what is known as bridging the gap. But that is, it's an AA function, uh, whereas they send people uh, anywhere in the world, they call them up and take them to their first meeting. Hmm. So we we want to make sure we follow people for up to uh, a year. We have aftercare for life. As long as they're alive and we're alive, they can come to Mm group therapy once a week if they're in town, or they can call a counselor up. Wow.
2: That's just not only good business, but just good good sense, because it's got to be hard getting reintegrated into society as a new you.
0: Absolutely. And most places, you know, uh, they mean well, but their aftercare program is like, there is none. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and
0: that, that doesn't work very
1: well.
2: I know that you can't share really, really specific stories, but do you have... A story that that you can share with mm-hmm. us that is is particularly heart-touching or memorable so absolutely to you
0: mm-hmm. I got related to me or one of the clients that was here
2: well I was thinking one of the clients
0: yes you can. no problem we had a kid come in uh, he's been to 16 treatment centers before he came to us oh. uh, his family's extremely extremely wealthy they sent him to the best programs this was his last shot he was living in this street, homeless. He had uh, matted hair. His teeth were caked on yellow. The kid couldn't put two sentences. This is a very bright, astute young man. Couldn't oh, put two sentences. He was 21 years old. Oh. Couldn't put two sentences together. His clothes smelled. He never took a shower. He couldn't sit still. So what happened was he would go to Troop and stay a little while, run away. Or he was just, he was incorrigible there. And what they didn't know is that he was loaded, loaded with mercury, number one. His brain was damaged with the methamphetamine he was doing. So what we did was different than everybody else. Is we started to take the mercury out, we put him in the hyperbaric chamber to start healing his brain. And we gave him the amino acids devices. And he got therapy, he got psychiatry. We use the West and the East together. You know, any medications that they need, along with the nutraceuticals or just with the nutraceuticals, which are our first line of defense, we do. We do what works for the individual. Everybody has a different footprint. We don't treat everybody the same. This kid now is a year and a half clean. He, he's uh, an amazing young man. Uh, if you've seen him today, you say, no, nah, it's not the same kid. And a mm-hmm. matter of fact, uh, my book is going to be, uh, I, I wrote a second edition to the book, and oh. Dupree and Miller, who was uh, is my new uh, uh, literary agent, who's the same literary agent for Dr. Phil and Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. and Marie wow. Schreiber, and, uh, has taken on my book, and she happens to know the young man and his family, and uh, wow. she, from personal experiences she sees that this stuff works. So she wanted to help me with my book and get it out there to the public. Because it, was, it, was, it wasn't just another book for her. She knows the right. boy since she's a young boy.
2: Wow. Well, she'll do an extraordinary job of that, obviously. And again, this is uh, in... It, what's the name of this book? This second book?
0: It's, it's proven realistic Approaches to Addiction. I think they're going to keep the name. Uh, part okay. two, uh, I'm not sure yet because we haven't gotten that far with that. I just signed contracts, and uh, we're, mm-hmm. at, uh, we're moving forward now.
2: Okay. And uh, do you have any idea of a release date for that book, approximately?
0: Mm, probably nine months.
2: Nine months or so. Yeah, yeah. Quite a project. Wow, that is that is a story. And, and it's so, you know, I, I kind of compare what you do on a, a much larger scale, obviously, to... To what I do in coaching, and you, what I love, that I, where I see the, the resemblance, is that we both believe there's no one approach that fits every person. You know, we have to be flexible in our approach, and it's not a cookie cutter approach, and I love that.
0: We let to go where the people are, that way you are. Try to go where they are, that way we are.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then you, then
0: you take them along.
2: Yep. Meet them where they are, and what their body needs, what their right. mind needs. Exactly. Yeah. So, John, this show is about the million-dollar mindset, and certainly, you know, that's what I call just the positive thinking, the faith, the believing. You know, and and from the time you were born, you were born into a household that, you know, you suffered a lot of negative ramifications of being in the family. You know, with a father who's selling drugs and whatnot. How? How did you keep your attitude in the positive, you know, realm like you did? What tools well, do you have?
0: Looking at it, you know, what you need to do is you need to realize I wasn't always in a positive mood. I was down, upside down, inside and out, but something just kept me going. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, and when I got into karate, which gave me discipline and focus, that kept me going for a little while longer. Then I had some mentors along the way. That you know gave me some insights into certain things, but I think it 's a matter of just keep going forward and having faith mm-hmm. and I, sometimes that 's very difficult and easy to say, but very hard to do and I understand that because i 've been there when I was sitting in that room with my bicycle, and my children used to come in there, and we all used to cry together. My kids used to say, "Daddy, what you doing? What are you doing here? You know why are you living like this? My heart was broken into a thousand pieces. But something told me never to give up. And if you know, it's not so much about schooling. It's about perseverance. It's about having a passion. And I keep on going forward. Regardless of what people told me I wasn't going to be successful in my little bitty program because I was underfunded, uh, understaffed, uh, blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay, fine. I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm doing what I consider God's work. And it will be what it will be. But I'm going forward. And that's what it really takes. It takes a lot of hard work. And stop being attached to the outcome. Enjoy the journey. Because when you get to the outcome, there's always another outcome.
2: Yeah, that's right. And we can't always control what the outcome is going to be at comes in surprise not. packages sometimes.
1: Absolutely yes. not.
2: Yes, but you have had thus far an amazing outcome and um, have helped a lot of people. How many people... Approximately go through your center every year.
0: Well, we usually have about fifty-five clients a month. Whoa! Fifty-five to sixty clients a month come through here, and that's no we're only talking about the clients. What about their families? We have them too. We have family program. Uh, The families are just believe it or not, are sicker than the clients sometimes. Case in point, my family. He laughs.
2: laughs. (laughs) <laughs> he laughs. And and your children. How how are they doing now seeing you go through this? So well I, I went through
0: this with, with my children. Yeah. Oh, I had a once I watched my son almost die. I I remember being at work, this was in recovery, getting a call that my front, my son was on a ladder, had a rope over a tree and was gonna hang himself. <gasps> oh then I went into that one so they stopped him from doing that and then it went on and on and on, and then he OD'd, and then I watched him put charcoal down his throat play in the hospital bed and me blaming myself, and uh, knowing that it really wasn't my fault, uh, he did what he did because that's what he did. You know, all right. I could do was set an example to be there for him. And right. I told my son, he's dealing drugs, and I said, listen, if you keep this up, you can't be here. So either you stop or you make a decision to leave. So he was 15 years old. My whole family attacked me. But, you know, everybody says, look, you got to do one thing or You can't push him. And, you know, I was trying to get him into treatment. I was trying to do all this. And he escaped for a month, got arrested. I went to court. Judge knew me because I'm always in court because I'm also a professional witness. And I do a lot of stuff. And anyway, and, uh, the judge was going to let him go because he knew me. He says, are honor, he's a drug addict. And if you let him go, he's going to probably wind up dying because you put him on house arrest. Mm-hmm. so the judge put him on house arrest and from that I put him into a treatment center, I wasn't making a lot of money at the time, that was early on so I donated my time and I paid what I could to the treatment center I put him in there for a year and he got a little bit better and he went through his ups and downs but he's now six or seven but seven years clean and sober, he worked for me uh, he's the finest young man, uh, we have a relationship beyond what you can imagine and um uh, it's wild, and my daughter went through this. Mm-hmm. I put her in treatment here. Uh, she was in gambling addiction. Okay. And straightened her out. Well, she straightened herself out, rather. And uh, I got two wonderful children that uh, oh. it's like a blessing. I mean, and they always say to me, Dad, if it wasn't for you, because their mother, you know, uses drugs and still an mm-hmm. alcoholic. then I married, for be careful who you marry. And uh, mm-hmm. I married for, she was a Playboy bunny. And, uh you know I was this man of our town and I thought it was so cool and I yeah, wanted up marrying you somebody. Really
2: turned that around and congratulations yeah. to that. John, we're ending the show. Okay. I can't even thank you enough thank you and tell us one more time where we can find you what website? Okay
0: you can find me at drug. It's called holistic Drug Rehab Center. oh no, I'm sorry
1: holisticdrugrehab.com.
2: Love it. Thank
1: you, John Giordano. Okay. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on the Her Insight Network on TogiNet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't.